0: if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Hello, this is Shirley Bilson and you're listening to Revelation. If you listened to last week's episode, you might be wondering if I'm still around, whether I've done something drastic, but it's fine. I'm still here. Uh, and as I said, I would be. I said, well, the likelihood is that I was feeling really low and sharing that. And I said, in a few days, everything will probably change. And lo and behold, it has. However, I want to let you into a bit of a secret, which has been a secret to me for much of my life, really. And that secret is that I have low self-esteem. And even in saying that, I'm a little bit uncomfortable saying it not because i'm uncomfortable about you knowing it which probably would have been the case for most of my life uh i've been bluffing it and blagging it for the best part of 60 years so so changing that is a big deal But i'm a little bit uncomfortable saying it because saying it is a little bit like adopting it and going this is who i am this is how it is this will never change and it's easy oh god i feel a little bit tense in my throat just saying that is so easy to to go with what we've always been how our life has always been how we've always thought about ourselves um whatever whatever that is it's always quite miraculous when i've worked with clients over the years to witness the kind of transformations they create and from time to time I thought how am I doing it Yeah, how I know I'm not doing it they're doing it but you know how am I creating a situation that enables them to do this when it's so damn hard to do it for myself so what am I talking about where does this you know what do you what do you envisage when you think of self-esteem or low self-esteem so here's what I would have tied up self-esteem in a little package a little bundle with confidence for example um you know someone that looks like they can speak on a public stage for example as i do as i have done as i'm still comfortable doing not that i don't get nervous because i do um it's someone that perhaps writes a book well they must have high self-esteem done that it's certainly not reflective of self-esteem, but the, but I would have packaged these things in a bundle one and I would have convinced, which is why I've been living under the illusion that self-esteem is not really my problem, which is not to say I don't have problems, but that I didn't think that was one of them. So attaching kinds of behaviours, kinds of examples of things you can do or others do and often it's it's easier to project, isn't it? Or they can't have a problem with self-esteem because they get up on stage, they write books, they do podcasts, they put themselves on social media, they show up without makeup. Whatever it is that you've, and I say you in the broadest sense, one of one, to use the royal, one has projected into what self-esteem is. And usually, for many of us, self-esteem is something other people have. It's not something we have. And, and those, as I say, even those of us who think we have it, and I kind of I didn't really question it because I was wrapping it all up with these things. Well, how can I lack self-esteem if I can do these things? And this is where you might see in others a mistakenly think They have high self-esteem. So I've experienced or experienced. I've exhibited expressed in the past quite often especially at home high degrees of arrogance from my teenage years of I know that I know this I don't need you to tell me you're all idiots um, you know about anything and and the same place same in the workplace they're all idiots why don't they just do it like this why don't they do it like that why can't they see so that kind of what might seem like overconfidence like arrogance if you like and it has varying shades you know sometimes it's very overt and sometimes and i'm talking about myself and others sometimes it's really overt and in your face and annoying and you want to strangle someone because they like it and there will be people many of them who have felt like that about me um and sometimes it's a little less subtle and you can't quite put your finger on it but there's something that perhaps in the other person so the person who's experiencing that arrogance or that whole i'm right about everything in whatever way that's expressed um it it, it rankles it presses someone else's buttons. It makes other people feel uncomfortable. But here's the thing: it makes it's a way of masking the discomfort that the person with the arrogance, which is actually about low self esteem, and in my case, this is definitely true, the discomfort they're feeling. It's a way of masking. So let me share with you, indulge myself if you like, the whole history. And and again, I'm very mind. A little bit reticent about doing this episode because for myself you know binding myself to an identity of who i am and it's not really who i would choose to be i don't choose to be someone of low self-esteem but here's the story if i go back as far as my memory allows on the understanding and the knowledge that what we remember is not what was but it's how we've interpreted what was I want you to hold that because that's really important. What we remember of anything in our lives or other, the lives of others is not what was, it's how we've interpreted what was. If you get nothing else from that episode, please write that down because it is pretty damn important. So as I remember my childhood, my earliest memories were of, no. Okay, I have some early memories where I was a happy child, really outgoing and, and bubbly, I suppose. Um, yeah, naturally confident, playing with the kids next door. But that change, I don't know when or how or why or what prompted it or whether the two have just wrapped into one another, whether they weren't separate, perhaps they were part of the same But I, my other memory, so that's a really small memory. I think, no, that that did happen. That was real. I do remember that. But the kids that live next door moved away. Whether that's relevant or not, I don't know. They moved away. And then every memory I have separate from that relates to being isolated, being excluded, um, being fearful of other people. If I went to if I went to a party, a little kids party, if I got invited, I I didn't want to play the games, any of them. Pass the pass, no, don't make me do that. Didn't want to do um, musical chairs. I didn't want to play any of those games. No, 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 don't make me. Play. I would I would just cling to my mother, which was very irritating for her, very quite irritating for the hosts of a party because he is a child who doesn't want to play, doesn't want to be at the party, doesn't want to be doing the party things. So. Unsurprisingly, party invites dried up. I stopped getting any. Um, and that made me feel less than not worthy. Like no one wants to invite me to a party. I'm not a nice person, I'm not popular, I'm not wanted. Um because so, obviously in my child's eye, you might be thinking, Well, no wonder, but of course the child doesn't think that, doesn't connect, well you don't even want to join in uh with that, they just feel rejected and I can remember, you know, going to shoe shops and my mum just furious with me because I would I again didn't want anyone near me. No 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 don't mean people and then later um feeling afraid of like going to school or walking past certain houses because there were certain I think I've probably alluded to this before, certain boys, always boys in those time ta- in those years, um that would bully me. And so I was afraid uh, of boys. And then, uh, I mean, I, I'm sorry, because this is sounding like a flipping tedious. Oh, God, we've stumbled into the worst kind of therapy session. Let me out. Um. So let's just fast forward a bit. So when I'm a teenager, I'm not going to get I swear I won't give you my entire life because it's way too boring for anybody else. Wasn't that thrilling for me? But um, I knew, like, there was part of me going, I know I'm clever, and I'm really mad with people when they treat me like I'm not clever, but at the same time feeling like I've got to do something to prove this. I've got to do, there must be something I can do that will prove to people I'm worthwhile. So this is low self-esteem, feeling like you have to prove that you're somehow worthy of of what? Of, Of being taken seriously, of of being given an opportunity of being invited to something in you know, a worthiness and I felt excluded when I was in swimming clubs you never I could swim well I could be chosen for the team I could be on the team I could get selected but I was an outsider and so then I thought okay well if I just Initially, I didn't want to go to university, but then I wasn't getting the jobs that I knew I was worthy of, that I felt worthy of, but didn't feel I was being regarded as worthy of. Therefore, I must be unworthy. So, oh, I have to go and get qualifications. So I go to university, I get a degree. I then hit a sweet spot. Oh, and I join Mensa. I have to prove I'm clever. I have to prove I'm clever. Look, I'm a member of Mensa. Look, I'm I'm going to university. I'm I'm clever. I'm clever. I'm clever. Worthy. Looking for worthiness. Looking for recognition of my worthiness so then as i say i hit this sweet spot in my late mid to late 20s where i suddenly find the career that i love i'm good at and i rapidly progress from the age of 25 to 29 from just going in as an administrator as a graduate to becoming a shareholding board director and then that sweet spot it was like all of that low self-esteem i thought had vanished i'd become i believed a confident capable person who didn't need to seek out someone else's permission to be worthy there were some exceptions to that but i hadn't really solved the problem i just papered over the cracks and i thought that i'd hidden them but you know like when you paper over cracks eventually they're gonna just show through again And that's what happened so i hit that sweet spot and then several things happened i've shared this story before that seemed to have crushed what little confidence i felt i had what little self-esteem i thought i'd garnered in such a way that i've allowed that to be a talisman i and i i know that that's not the normal word you would use but it's kind of oh my lucky charm of unworthiness my low self-esteem let me take that with me i need it oh i think i left it at home i'll make sure i get that don't forget it so that talisman of low self-esteem when several things happened so i was i was hormonally vulnerable because i just had a child i was you know experiencing stress but not undue stress because i was uh, a shareholding board director, and um maggie thatcher her, was presiding over the first big recession so right now we're going through something where interest rates are beginning to climb the economy's in a complete mess whoa welcome to the 19 late 1980s early 1990s when people were losing homes left everyone thinks about margaret thatcher this amazing person see i digress uh my self-esteem isn't my problem it's margaret thatcher's problem i knew i knew that there was a reason for this I joke. Um, But there was a recession. And what happened was nothing to do with us as, as running a business. We were running a really good business and running it well, running it profitably. And clients loved us. And we did good work. But the recession hit and the interest rates started to rise. And our clients got affected. And they started going out of business. And that impacted us. And we went out of business. We went into receivership because when our clients aren't paying us, we can't then pay pay the bills we've got to pay. And that was nothing to do with me. I didn't stop performing, uh, nothing to do with me. It was just what happened. But I internalised all of that and used that as more ammunition to fuel the inadequacy unworthy Thing that I was unwittingly going on in my brain now you'd think okay understandable bad time brush it all off move on but for some reason maybe it was the 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 culmination of, of several things the having the baby hormones all over the place um losing the job that I valued so much really really crushed me and I felt like it was all my fault, and and I felt, and I, took, and then I couldn't. I didn't believe I didn't have the confidence then. So you know what it's like. I've talked about this with many poor about menopause many times. If you lose your confidence in yourself, your ability to convey um, potential or ability to anyone else is is now impossible. When when it comes to Getting clients or getting jobs. So, because I couldn't get jobs, because I didn't believe I was worthy. So it just got worse and worse. And I started applying for jobs way beneath my salary level, way beneath my um, my ability level and my previous history. But but my self esteem said, "Yeah, but you can't do that other stuff." Because somehow in my head, I'd written a script. A neural pathway was nicely embedded telling me but you couldn't do it could you you failed and that was the story that was connecting with all the other stories you know where I wasn't good enough wasn't invited to parties blah 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 you know the mind is an incredible thing but also when it when it misfires and it sets up neural pathways that don't serve you that say you're not worthy, you're inadequate, you can't do this, I told you you couldn't, what made you think you could? It's really damn hard to fight it. And bluffing and blagging and speaking on stages and writing books doesn't change a damn thing because you don't really believe. And this is, people go, oh, you know, what you've got is imposter syndrome. Have I really? I don't think so. I think it's low self-esteem. But i'm working on it i'm working on loosening the ties that bind me to those experiences so so i applied for, for jobs beneath me and i didn't get jobs for ages which wasn't helping my self-esteem so yeah, told you told you you couldn't get it. told you, you couldn't do that you can't even get blah 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 so then i did a master's degree more proving oh look look proving 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 i can get a master's degree and then yeah, i started doing jobs that were just manage, management jobs just you know okay well I, i can pay my bills i have a home this is good enough this is okay um and i settled for that but then i started working for myself again. i'm not working for anyone else ever again not allowing some corporate some business some boss to tell me i'm not good enough because that had happened you know i'd been fired by people and go back to the arrogance but sometimes arrogance is justified you know, when you, we've all done it, you work for someone, you know, they're, they're not capable of the job they've been given. They've been given it because they blagged an interview or they're related to the person that owns the business or or what? Who knows? But they sure as hell aren't capable of the job they're doing. But they're your boss and they don't like you being smarter, more capable, more vocal and so, and so I would have these periods where I would believe in myself because I knew that I knew I was capable, but it came out as arrogance and so it backfired and hit me in the face and got worse. And so I every time I thought oh, I've a soft soft, disorder disorder, and people, many people who know me well, and some of them may be listening, will say, and people say this to me all the time. I've heard this my entire life, but you could do anything. And they don't just mean that in the positive Tony Robbins kind of self talk. way. they they don't mean it. And sometimes I know everybody says that to everybody now. You could do anything. Anything's possible. I don't mean it like that. What they meant was, but you're so like they were basically. You are so clever. You are so capable. You you've done all these amazing things. You could really do anything you just just stop self-sabotaging tripping yourself up punching yourself in the face slapping yourself and you know hitting your head on brick walls stop doing that because it's not too good you could do anything but telling people that and knowing it in your heart if you've got low self-esteem doesn't make a blind bit of difference because that elastic, those embedded neural pathways that you've been carefully mowing, you know, trimming the hedgerows off and clearing the pathways and keeping them clear and re-tarmacking for decades, they don't get ripped up too easily. You know, someone else says, oh, could just go down that damn overgrown pathway because on the other side of that is, is this amazing place, this view, and you go... It looks a bit overgrown to me. I'll stay where I am on this bloody well-trodden pathway, which is really painful. I don't really like it, but hey-ho, I know the route. If you're following me, I hope so, my analogies. Those who know me well know I do this a lot. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this. Well, why do I ever tell you anything? Um, You know, because... I think lots of people struggle with this. Lots of people. And just because someone looks like they're confident, doesn't. and there's nothing you have to do about it. This is not about you fixing anybody, sure as hell, not fixing me. It's maybe about just taking a a moment's pause, maybe recognising something in yourself, and not to dive deep into the, the story of it, which is what I've been doing for decades. I'm... If, if anything, right, let's draw a, a veil, a line, not a veil, no, because you're no, not a veil, right, we're going to have a brick wall, we're going to brick it up, we're going to throw it out. It's about stopping the story, having the awareness of it. Yeah, oh, interesting, there's that story and not fighting with it not wrestling with it not following it down the road with other stories that connect to that story which is what I've just done with you so basically not doing anything that i've just done I'm just sharing um just being aware of it and nothing more going oh there's that story and then carrying on with whatever it was that you're carrying on without without a grand plan you can have a grand plan if you like OK, if you have a grand plan, it's fine. But but what we tend to do is we either and if you ever do meditation, this it, kind of comes from meditation. But we do two things. We resist an idea, a thought, a feeling or we chase after it. And we chase after low self-esteem. I've been doing it. For, we chase after um, misery. We chase after see the previous episode we chase after all kinds of things so don't think that we only chase after the good stuff unwittingly we chase after all the crap that reinforces what we believe about ourselves or others so it's about treading that fine line between resistance like i won't think about it right stop it stop it don't think about it because the minute you tell your brain not to do something it's on high alert to do it so it's you're not chasing it you're not resisting it you're just going mm. you it, imagine it just in your mind's eye you're on a train and you go oh there's there's that thought oh and then refocusing on the book that you're reading in the train which has nothing to do with any of that stuff so <sighs> these every podcast i've ever recorded is is a pretty much a stream of consciousness and this feels like one of those and I always say to clients, in fact, when I first meet them, always, that's not true, often, <laughs> don't worry, I'm coming to a close, if you, I'm, I'm always moving people, when I work with others, I'm moving them away from talking about the problem that they've got, that they've talked about ad item in their own heads, or, and or with other people because the more you talk about the problem, the more you reinforce and embed. So right now I'm feeling a little tense, a little uncomfortable because I've done exactly what I tell people not to do. And the only reason I've done it is because I just want to shed a tiny, tiny sliver of light on how low self-esteem doesn't necessarily look how you think it looks. It doesn't necessarily present how you want it to present, but it's not really a label to own. The trick is to somehow be aware of situations where you catch yourself thinking, oh, that's interesting. You know, there's the automatic self-critical thoughts that somehow sometimes are disguised. Uh, again, I know that wasn't a self-critical thought. That was because so-and-so did this and this. But... Mm, you put yourself at the heart of something that went wrong and justifying and and it must be therefore is is often a way of going oh but it no it was my fault and you're trying not to feel like it's your fault because basically you believe it's your fault so it's 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 trading that fine i've noticing when you do that and not fighting it not chasing just going oh god here we go again and then just refocusing on something else something that you're doing a conversation that you're having or a pie that you're making gosh who makes pies i don't know um a book that you're writing uh, a, a document you're reading a book that you're reading a piece of music you're listening to whatever it is um without blocking without going i mustn't have that thought i must not have that thought that's resistance just going oh i'm thinking that stuff again aren't i oh well and then back to what you're doing i hope that final piece made some sense and it's been helpful this is a much longer episode because i've witted on and there we have low self-esteem i'm apologizing for wittering on for talking about things that matter to me so there we have the evidence right there at the close of the episode so whether this is helpful for you or not don't know um but as usual i'm going to close out and i will speak to you next week who knows what we'll be talking about but um it'll be something so have a great week and watch out for those thoughts that you might be having for yourself and just just observe them just notice them and then refocus okay take care bye for now